Hello everyone, my name is Persephone Jam and I am your host and welcome to the Candy for Trees podcast. Today we are likely going to be talking about gardening and I say likely because it could mean any number of things that we talk about and just brace yourself, welcome to the ride. So I like using these podcast episodes as a way to kind of vent my thoughts and so if you're enjoying them, please um, share them on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you may want to share them. And so today was very interesting. I went to therapy today for the first time in like four months. And I think no, no, it would be about six almost because I think we met on June, somewhere in the early June days last time. And... It was actually a really productive conversation. We ended up talking a little bit about where I was at. Like, my therapist is wonderful. And she just let me vent. And it was awesome. And so, it was kind of a scattered conversation. But it was very productive. I kind of caught her up on everything that had been happening these last six months. And it's been a really whirlwind six months. I was diagnosed with chronic hives, I believe, in August or September. Because I I think the definition of chronic hives is like more than having hives for like consistently for like more than four or six weeks. And I fit the bill. And so the allergist was like, yeah, we can give you this injection that'll take them away. But they we won't figure out what in the world is actually wrong with you. And so I ended up dropping that allergist like it was hot and trying to figure out what in the world is happening with me on my own. So we talked about that. We talked about my garden, which is getting huge. I might figure out a way to update the cover of the episode so you can see my garden. And we talked about that a lot. And we also talked about my dad. Now, I lost my dad in 2016 to brain cancer, and it's been a really, really hard road from there. Like, that changed my life. I mean, understandably, because he was my favorite person ever, except for my husband. This was before I really got to know my husband the second time. He's my favorite person now. But it was, it's been a hard road, and I think that the hole goes deeper in, like, you know how sometimes you have this hole in your chest when you're really sad? The hole in my chest goes deeper than I thought it would. It's almost like, I don't, I don't want to say a black hole because that sounds super overdramatic. But in many ways it is because like you can't fill it. You can't heal it really. You just got to deal with it and go from there. And that's kind of the hard part about grief is like it never really goes away if it's something important to you. And anyone who's trying to tell you otherwise is seriously wrong. And that's kind of the the strange part about having things that matter to you is like it matters if you lose them. And some people I've heard are like, I wonder if it's worth it to take that risk to go after something that I really care about. And the answer for me most times is a resounding yes. Because it's difficult to not go after something you love because... I believe it was a guy named Henry James who said, feel, feel for all you're worth, because that is the only way to live. And that is so true. I spent a lot of my life not wanting to feel because of a lot of like mental illness things, a lot of like things going on in my life that were complicated. 
things that it felt like people were expecting me to be happy all the time. And so I was afraid to like really embrace how I felt about like certain things. And so it's been a long road to be able to accept myself and my feelings for what they are. Cause I have some pretty strong, overwhelming emotions. And so I'm trying to learn to manage those in the best way possible for me. And a lot of that is writing. And I, there are two scenes in my play that really stick out to me because of how they helped me heal in some way or another. And they are, the first scene is Tara, one of my favorite characters of all time, one of my older ones, is freaking out on the porch of a treehouse. And one of the other characters, Basil, comes up to her and says, hey Tara, what's going on? This is all paraphrased, by the way. Hey, Tara, what's going on? And she says, I can't smell the future. She has a power that allows her to see, smell, and taste the future. And so it's kind of like synesthesia, but for long sight, or how she calls it long sight, or like fortune telling. And so, future seeing, fortune telling. And so she says, I can't smell the future. All I can smell is the past. And that really troubles me. Because she's had this really, really long, hard road to get where she is. And Basil doesn't really try to fix the problem. And that was really important for me. Because on the day that I wrote that scene, I was having a similar problem. Like, I was really sad that morning. And my husband was like, hey, go outside. You should smell the air, drink some coffee, and just have a good time with that. So I went outside and it smelled like things from my past that I still can't put a name to. And because I don't know what they are. And so whenever I sat outside, I started crying and I said to my husband, hey, I really can't do this. This is not a good idea right now. And so he's like, yeah, maybe you should keep out there. Maybe you should stay out there and see what's going on and see if you can like feel better. This sounds like there's something you need to work through. And so I ended up having a compromise where I took my laptop in front of the door, cracked the door open so I could still smell it, still feel the morning air, and I began to write. And so that scene came out. I believe it's, I'm I'm terrible with remembering where they are. I believe it's act three, scene two. And I believe I was wrong about the other one with act four. I believe it was still in act three. With the other episode, just like, Two days ago or last night. Again, I'm horrible with chronology and I'm horrible with conversations. So please bear with me. And so there's that. And so that was really important to me because it allowed me to process what was going through my head at the time in the form of characters. Which is more helpful to me than journaling because journaling forces me to focus on the problem and not find a resolution for it. Because, and I don't, I'm not really about that. Like, I don't really want to sit with my problems. I want to be able to move on from them and try and figure out what's going on in a way that's helpful. So that was a little, that was really helpful. And then there was a scene that almost broke me in half. But it did help me process. Because um, Theo, at one point, the main character gets reunited with her dad after five years of not seeing him. And that scene, after I wrote the ending of that scene, I just bawled my eyes out. Because it was 
painful to write. And I didn't expect it to be that painful, but there was a painful element to it. Cause in many ways, I, if I, if you hold that an afterlife is true, I'm going to have to wait a very long time to be reunited with my dad. And that hurts a lot. So whenever I wrote that scene, it was really painful for me, but in the end it was really nice because it allowed me to face my feelings in a way that was more comfortable than just writing them out and then crying and then leaving them there to never be seen again. And that's one of the reasons why I like writing fiction rather than writing poetry, which I also do. Writing fiction instead of poetry right, and writing fiction instead of music because it forces me to not confront my feelings in a direct way and instead process in a way that's more productive for me. Now, if you like to journal, go ahead and journal. Journaling is great. It helped me for many years, but then after my dad died, things kind of went to crap. Yeah, and so that was awful, but I tried to learn to find ways that would help me cope better. Like poetry has never been a healthy coping device for me. Sometimes it's very good to be cathartic and like get everything out, but at the same time, it's not very helpful to just sit and write about the same thing over and over and over and over again until you're beating a dead horse and that's not okay. So yeah, I do not recommend poetry for myself for being a good coping device. And, but that's, like I said, that's the reason why I love writing fiction. And so there is that about that. And, um, but some songs do really help me cope. Like there's a song called Gone that I really love to play whenever I'm feeling really down about almost anything. And I can include a clip at the end and I think I'll leave you with that. So moral of the story here is sometimes coping is hard. Like today's been a hard day for many reasons. But I love doing things like podcasting, like talking about things that help me with friends and thinking honestly about my future greenhouse. Because um, I've been told that I'm going to get a greenhouse this summer and that I can put all of my little plant babies in. And that makes me very happy because I'm going to get a lot of plant babies over the next few months that they need a place to stay and to live. And in Alaska, things grow a lot better if you have a greenhouse. And so thinking about that future greenhouse and designing it in my head and like making a list of the things I want to put in this greenhouse is a really great coping mechanism that I didn't realize worked until like today. And so that makes me happy. So as, as and, and then one final thing. Another thing that makes me happy, and we've talked about this a little before, is the ta-da list. So on my ta-da list, I ended up for today going to therapy and going to my psychiatrist appointment, even though I had a splitting headache, and I still kind of do have a splitting headache whenever I stand up, and I hit my water goal for... Um, uh, three quarters of a gallon today. I don't remember how many ounces that is and I'm probably not going to look it up because that's not a fun time to do while you're on a podcast. And what else? What else? I drove to the store today. My husband was like, you need to drive to the store. And I was like, okay, I'll drive to the store after some like back and forth. 
And But I ended up driving to the store, making it okay, and part of it was in the dark, so I'm really proud of myself for that. And what else? Um, I'm podcasting. That's a good one. I like doing this every day. It makes me happier. And um, saw some cute plants. Thought of my greenhouse. Finally made my plant list of things that I want to grow. And I think I'm about to go do some laundry. So I will leave you with Gone. Till next time, this is Persephone Jam, and thank you for listening to the Candy for Trees podcast.
Anymore. 